welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about the massive bonuses that you have to be gained from hauling your ass out of bed and waking up for a few hours in the middle of the day. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to talk about chapters 9 through 12 of book 6 of Legacy of the Force, Inferno. But first, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, Alema force forces the ship. Ben asks Jason, did you kill mom? Tarfang tags the solo traitors. And Kaidus is caught unaware by 70 Jedi. But that was last week. <laughs> yeah. 70 Jedi may or may not even still be happening in the, in the book. I don't know. Do you guys know how novels work? Continuity? Ah, oh, they just jump around. It's fine. It's episodic. It's not serial. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hot back here tonight, but all right. I don't know. Are you yeah, I'm a little warm. But that was last week. Yeah. This week. I don't know. I'm warm this week. I was fine last week. <laughs> this week, we're warm. And we start with chapter nine, where Ben Skywalker has the target in sight. Calamos, bunkered in his apartment, under house arrest, is about to be killed by the son of Luke Skywalker as revenge for the death of the wife of wife of the wife of Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. by the son of Luke Skywalker. Ben is here to kill him. Only Omos didn't do it, did he, Ben? Yeah, he doesn't know that though. He has a feeling, yeah. which is why him and Omos exchange some words before the execution. Ben even plays the recording that he got from Jason. But that's not true, says Calamos. Uh, that was the conversation I was having with my daughter to, you know, let her know everything was going to be all right and blah, blah, blah. And that, some of that I said, and some of it was taken out of context. Yeah, sections of different conversations. And Ben says, yeah, you know, I, I kind of figured as much. Either you're the obvious target or you're the obvious distraction. And he tells Omos that he thinks Jason killed his mom. He tells Calamos that. Yeah. Which is kind of pivotal in the scene moving forward. So so now instead of killing you, Calamos, I'm going to fake your death so I can get close to Jason. So I can kill him instead. I'm going to pretend I took the bait and I killed your ass. So, so I can get, get you. Get close to him and switch on my lightsaber and. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever you got to do. Which is a pretty slick spy move for Ben. It's a nice turn on your heel sort of plan where he went in there like, hey, I'm going to murder this man for for killing my mom. You know, whatever percentage he was actually convinced or not, but that was the plan. So instead, we're going to fake your death. Voila, new plan. I I think he was convinced. There's a good 60-40. He went in there with a little bit of doubt anyway. Yeah, for sure. But... Faking his death is not good enough. Calamos, now understanding, while having gotten this information from from Ben, he suicides himself on Ben's lightsaber. And he says, it's the only way to get him. Only way to get Jason is to actually die. He can't fake it. He's too good. After hearing about the recording, he's shocked by the recording. He's horrified when Ben tells him that Jason killed Mara. 
And he's probably terrified when he learned that Jason was working with the Sith. Yeah. Ben tells him all these things. Information that Omos didn't have before, but now he has. Well, not he doesn't have it for long. Because he acts on it. Yeah. He says, this is all big information, and there's no way that we're going to trick Jason. I, ha- I have to die. So he sacrifices himself to ensure Jason's failure. Omos is a badass. He really sort of. is. They kind of go through a list of some shady shit that he did during the Vong War and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a politician. He's not all not all roses to get to where you go. To, no. I mean, to become the Prime Minister of the Galaxy or whatever, but he dies a hero's death. A, se- a secret hero's death. Yeah. Sacrificing himself on Ben Skywalker's blade to catch Jason so that Jason can't get control of the galaxy. But is it even worth it? Or have bigger sacrifices been made in the name of the opposite team? <laughs> in the name of team, give him control of the galaxy. Other sacrifices have been made. Lumaya, suicide by Skywalker. Yeah. Mara was killed. Jason sacrificed all the love and approval he had ever had and ever would have. It's bigger than Moss's life. Yeah. So are we going to start piling up sacrifices on either side of the... Of the scale to see which one comes out on top and who 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 can sacrifice the most to win the galaxy? Is that what it's gonna be? I think Omas's sacrifice was was the like was the biggest. Like Mara had Mara died, but she didn't sacrifice herself. Um Well, but then she sorta of did after she was dead. Yeah. She like stuck around, disappeared when Jason got to the funeral and all that stuff. I don't mean specifically like one to one comparisons, but I don't know. Just, both sides are just going to keep making just keep, sacrifices. Just keep a tally. How, at one point, at what point is it going to tip one way or the other? You know? So what is it, right now, I just think there's bigger sacrifices in the dark side pile. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's at least two to one. They got way more chips that they're working with. The light side has barely made any sacrifices. I mean, for God's sakes, Luke Skywalker has been asleep for six and five and a half books so far. Yeah, asleep. So the only way to get Jason is to actually die. And so here we have another semi-accidental death on Beth's Beth. I can't talk. No, that's fine. A semi-accidental death once again at the hands of Ben Skywalker. Shot a lady up, threw some telephone wires. He, uh, I don't know. I can't think of them off the top of my head now. He grenaded cut a, cut a man in half when he didn't have a weapon. Yeah, but his friend did. Yeah, all, all kinds of things. There's been some some straight up killings, but yeah. he always seems to get the peripheral deaths around him where he's only 13, 14, 14 now. Yeah. He had his birthday. And so I don't know. Is it too, too gross to have him be directly responsible for death all the time? Is that why he is just like constantly, Oh, this man killed himself with my lightsaber. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, all right, I'll take it. Like in the, in this, it fits the story in the narrative. Oh, it definitely does. Makes sense. And one out of four. But, o- but overall, was... like, there's just, like, you know, there's a lot of, oh, I just, I held up a boulder and a TIE fighter flew into it. I didn't, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, I guess two out of five people that he that he's, he's killed. killed. He's killed a good number of people. I just can't yeah. really think of them off the top of my head. But here's another accidental one. Another one in the column of, I didn't do it. And yeah. This one might be the weirdest one of all. The former president, the disgraced president, has suicided himself uh, by Skywalker, another one of those, in efforts to keep Jason solo. 
away from gripping the reins of the galaxy. I don't think a sacrifice is going to be enough based on all the ones on the other side. No. <laughs> no. Jason's a little smart. He might figure it out. Yeah. Well, the death is now on Ben's hands, and he's leaving o- Omas's office, convincing the troops coming in to follow him. <laughs> oh, we were too late. They already got him. Come on. The building's going to blow. We got to go. How's that going to go when it comes out that he's died by lightsaber? Yeah. This is a temporary fix. It gets you out of the building, but now you got to think ahead now, right? Yeah. This is a very short-term plan right there. He didn't have long to think of it, but... Well, I mean, what, Jason never taught you how to memory wipe? What? I don't know. You should figure that out. Well, he leaves the office feeling awful for a completely different set of reasons than he had expected. He thought he was going to be walking out of here feeling really bad for being a murderer. And instead, he feels really bad for convincing a man to kill himself, I guess. (laughs) In the name of sacrifice. Chapter 10. Luke is waiting to get the green light for the Jedi Stealth X mission, which the current battle, of course, hinges on. But he can't stop thinking about Ben. He's not focused on the mission. He can't stop thinking about his son. Parents do that. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Mm-hmm. He can tell Ben feels responsible for Mara's death. That's not good. He's worrying about how this is an easy path to the, the dark side for his son. And he feels like he's failing Ben in some way that he doesn't understand yet. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yes, all of this is good. All of this is correct. But you gotta do something about it, farm boy. You can't just sit around forever. You have to do something. You can't just feel your feelings. But when? Soon, Luke thought, promising himself as much as Ben. After this battle, the war will be over, and then we'll have the time we need to figure things out. Yeah, that's only been said half a dozen times. Soon. I'm just going to do it soon. Now, this seems really naive coming from Luke Skywalker. Yeah. We're going to win this battle and the war is over. What? No. That's not how any war works ever. Never. Eventually, there has to be a last battle. Yeah. You know? But you're not going to win this one battle and then walk away from the war and, you know, dust your hands off and everything's all good. No, the entire alliance is fractured and broken apart and you're going to be destroying large parts of its fleet, you know? Yeah. There's no, it's not going to be the last battle. You're not going to walk away from this and be like, oh, all done. Last battle. End the war. Because even after the battle, when things have to be restructured, you're the grandmaster, you're going to be centralized in that. There's going to be a lot to do. Yeah. Is he being naive or is he just being that Jedi overconfidence again? Or maybe he's just being a hopeful parent that he can get around to it whenever he can or as soon as possible. Maybe. Soon, though. Yeah, soon. soon. After this plan. So what is the special plan? What is the special... Stealth X Jedi plan. Take the Stealth X's through the Bothan fleet. Unloading shadow bombs. Whatever the fuck that is. What it what what even is that? Cloaked Sh- bombs. What is a shadow bomb? You know, whatever. Mm. Just put put some terms together and it's a technology. I think they're proton bombs that are painted black. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Shadows. Yeah. So they're gonna drop shadow bombs on the Bothan fleet on the way in. And on the way out, they're going to do the same thing to the Karelian fleet. Easy peasy, win the war, one battle. The Jedi all agree that the plan is solid, but they don't like that Jason is making them do it. And Kip has a point to make. 
He says, does it bother anyone else we are handing the galaxy to Jason? By winning this battle and winning this war, the Galactic Alliance wins. Yes. And control of the galaxy is back firmly in the hands of the Galactic Alliance. And those hands are the hands of a fish lady and a bad Jedi boy. Yeah. And and they're not they're not dumb. They know it's all Jason. They know that Nyathal has she's more of a figurehead than anything else. Well, not even that, because she is in charge of the entire navy, but I think it's more like the severity of the concerns over Jason and like the dark side and the magic powers and all that stuff yeah. it far outweighs whatever the hell she's gonna do with a military. Yeah. Like the stakes are way higher with him being in control because he's working with a Sith. He's falling to the dark side. You know, this is I'm I'm assuming what their perspective is. If they thought he was a, a completely devoted Sith already, I don't know. Would things be different? They yeah, Would they, they probably they probably wouldn't be going through with this. Well, the problem is all the Jedi Masters agree with Kip. But nobody says anything because they don't want to hurt Luke's feelings. So sweet. So sweet, but so useless. It's useless. You yeah. can't just keep your opinions to yourself because, you know, homeboy's wife died. I get it. Yeah. But somebody's <clears throat> got to tell him he's not doing the wrong thing or not doing the right thing or not doing anything. But apparently not because Luke picks up on all this and he reminds everyone that they're fighting for the Alliance. Yeah. We'll deal with Jason after we win the war, but we're fighting for the Alliance. We're not fighting for Jason Solo. He yeah. may be in command. He may be a colonel. He may be a GA head of the state, chief of state. But we're fighting for the alliance. We're not fighting for Jason. Whatever control he does or doesn't have, we'll deal with after the fact. Though, he does do something about all the secret feelings. He makes all the masters discuss their complaints. Yeah. He says, hey, I understand everybody's uh, like trying to take it easy on me but it's time to have a conversation about this plan nobody likes it okay fine he goes like kind of through them one by one and not in a dick way in a a really genuine way he asks them like these questions where he turns the core and he says what should we do should we not fight for the alliance should we turn and fight for the confederation he turns to kip he says what should we do go arrest jason right now he's upstairs is that what we should do again he's not being a dick He's being genuine. He's like, if this is really truly what you think. Yeah, then let's have now's an open chance, discussion now's your about chance it. To say it. If you want to go up there and arrest him, now's your chance to say it. What should we do, Kent? Should we just sit this battle out? And then at least we know we didn't do the wrong thing because we didn't do anything. Yeah. What should we do, Saba? Should we go up and attack Jason right now? Never mind, arrest him. Should we just go lizard, sh- lur- lizard murk him? What should we do? <laughs> Straight up murder him. And the obvious answers to all these questions... Are no, we can't. Yeah. No, we can't fight for the Confederation. We can't arrest him right now. We can't sit this battle out and we can't go kill him. All those things are wrong. So, what can we do? Fight for the Alliance. Yeah, do what we're doing. AKA, the boss says, shut the fuck up and win the war. Yeah. <laughs> Although he was being super cool. Like, <laughs> and not, you know, he wasn't being confrontational or, or antagonistic no. at all, which I would be. Oh. And I know that I'm right. <laughs> but like 
He's you know he's better. He's a patient man. He's a better yeah. teacher. He was being a, like a, a genuine leader at that yeah. point. Yeah, and he was just reaching out to all the people who have been afraid to speak up, which isn't Kip, thank God. And yeah. I love him through all the stuff. Yeah, all he's, all, stuff. he's just like, yeah, well, what about this though? Yeah, yeah but what about that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good. Somebody's got to fucking say something. But Luke just thanks them all for talking it out. As Silgal comes rushing in, shouting, turn on the news. Omos was killed and Ben was there. Dun, dun, dun. Cliffhanger to end chapter 10. I really love this chapter. I loved having all the masters together mm-hmm. and discussing things to well with Luke, not really together with each other. But I really just liked finally let's have some fucking some interaction with the Jedi Council, man. Yeah. Like where have they been all this time? Yeah. Everybody's been sitting on their hands cuz they don't want to hurt Luke's feelings that his whole family's fucking up. <laughs> Han and Leia are traitors. Their son is, in their eyes, illegally taken over the government. Yeah. His wife is killed. And Tracina Lobi was killed. Nalani Din was killed. What are you all doing all this time? Yeah, they're just all the watching. Like, uh, maybe they're having discussions and not Do you doing need anything? Luke's permission to go arrest Jason if you think he's fucking up? Probably not. But you do it out of deference to his emotions because you all have these personal connections and it's his family. And, you know, you've all been friends for X number of years now. Yeah. And through a war or two or more. Yeah, a bunch. They're all like 70. You know, like nobody, nobody wants to speak up. So now here he forces everybody to do it. And like, that's, oh, look at him. Flipping the switch and turning on leadership time. Yeah. He's going to be a leader. He's going to... Oh, my God. Look at him. Well, Being the Grandmaster for the first time, which is what we've been saying for six books, saying, hey, guys, you're the Jedi, the strongest beings in the galaxy. Figure it out. Had he had an alarm clock, maybe none of this would have happened. Yeah, maybe. But Sleepy Luke is being a leader now. In Chapter 11... And I noticed this. We talked about this last time. Yes. Jason is called Kaidus right away. And yep. consistently here. I think there's one there's one Jason. And it's early in the chapter. And I think it might have been a search and replace failure or something. <laughs> yeah. It's left there's one Jason left in there, but consistently through this chapter, it's Kaidus. 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 Yep. And Kaidus is wondering why Admiral Boatu hasn't sprung the Hapen home fleet trap yet. We're going to crush the Confederation's entire fleet with the Hapen home fleet coming in the rear and boxing them in and then the Jedis are going to strafe them and blow them all to bits. Win the war! Easy peasy. Why have we not sprung the trap yet? He's wondering when he gets an important call from Tahiri. And she says two things. Number one, when can we go back? (laughs) that she's addicted that hurts my heart number two well there's a lot more to talk about her as we go along yeah number two most important thing to tell you on this phone call luke's coming so we were just all down here in the hangar and then uh turns out calamas is dead and ben was there so luke's coming upstairs to see it right now just a quick call let you know that he's mad 
Uh, that was the second most important thing I wanted to tell you. Uh, gotta go. <laughs> it's nice that to hear you on the inside. Yeah. At least he gets a little bit of a heads up, you know. And when Luke walks in, angry, furious, and wearing his lightsaber, Kydus moves towards his desk, where he says he's got a dozen weapons and traps just for this confronta- confrontation. He's got an evil villain desk with a bunch of buttons on it. Yes, he does. Boom. Trap door. Ah, fire shoots out the wall. Ha, ah, acid bucket yeah. or something. Laser beams. Friggin' space sharks with friggin' laser beams, bro. <laughs> He's Dr. Evil. I don't know why not. Dr. Kytus. I, I didn't spend seven years at evil medical school to be called Mr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Those movies were good. Whatever happened to him after that, man? The love guru isn't as bad as everybody says it is, but it's not good. You know what I think happened to Mike Myers? A lot of his stuff is almost racist or blatantly racist. Yeah. So it becomes less acceptable over time. So like when you go back, Wayne's World holds up because you're lampooning not uh, a specific race of people, but you're lampooning a lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. The the metalheads and the the whatever the grunge kids or the yeah. uh, you know the, oh, the uh, guys wearing the, the Metallica rock, the shirts rock and, and roll kids with the ripped yeah. jeans and the fucking yeah metal chain yeah. from wallet whatever whatever and then you go on to Austin Powers and now you start you're gonna just do a lot of voices you're gonna be British you're gonna be the bald evil guy you're gonna do the Scottish voice you're gonna do this you're gonna do that but when you watch those movies a lot of this stuff is based on shit that just doesn't fly anymore like you, yeah shit that you're like yeah we get it he's got a mole like all right cool <laughs> like all right we get it he's going pee or like it's a wiener you know <laughs> yeah. like, you know and some of it still makes you chuckle but some of it you're like oh man we've all we've moved past that as a society <laughs> and yeah. to look back on it and and like <clears throat> to have it uh, shoved in your face with a wink you're like no, yeah. Don't you wink at me right now, Mike, yeah. Mike Myers. So anyways, Love Guru wasn't as bad as everybody thought. But the real problem is that Jason is about to get control of the entire galaxy once he wins this battle. And he wins this war. But here comes Luke Skywalker, mad as 12 ducks, about to get buttons pressed all over the desk on him. Or so, Jason thinks. But there will be... No traps or weapons today. No. Because finally, Luke does something. In the next instant, Kytus found himself flying across the cabin towards his observation bubble. Luke had not gestured, had not flinched, had not even shifted his gaze. He had simply grabbed Kytus in the force and hurled him five meters into his chair. Kytus sprang out of the chair, or attempted to. Instead, he found himself struggling against an invisible weight. He felt as if he were accelerating to light speed with a faulty inertial compensator. So, just I just I'm gonna drive this point home here. Yep. It's been sleeping for five and a half books. I know I'm really we're really hammering on the sleeping thing, and we're like exaggerating it. Yeah. But he's been doing nothing. Okay. He's been inactive as far as problem solving goes. And this is the reason why we've been hammering on it for five and a half books right here. Because this guy is strong. Yeah. 
He's so strong, he doesn't move. He's stronger than Space Jesus. He doesn't move, and Space Jesus 2 can't move. Yeah. Technically, probably Space Jesus 3. Because if, if we're not calling Luke Space Jesus 2, we're lying to ourselves. Yes. So, Space Jesus the third. Okay. But, Space Jesus 2 <laughs> knows better. But anyways, Luke is way fucking stronger than Jason. In this moment, at least, being not even caught off guard. Yeah, but just no. because Luke didn't have any physical outward presentation of using the force, he got him. Got him good. So strong, he didn't even have to move his hand. He didn't blink his eye. He didn't look away. Nothing. For this entire conversation, Kaidus can't move. Ultimately, he tells the final lie to Luke that breaks the Grandmaster's back. When he says he doesn't know how Ben got evidence on Kalamas. And for the lie, Luke pulls the Jedi out of this mission at the last, most crucial moment. Right when Jason is about to win control of the galaxy, Luke pulls the 70 Stealth X Jedi rug out from underneath. Yep. And Kaidus is outraged. And so, of course, he's, as a bad guy... He says, what about the Academy, Luke? So Luke says, don't. <laughs> you don't want to make that threat. Guy who can't move right now, probably don't tell me you're going to kill the children. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> like, he, he kind of hulks on him, like, don't make me mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you think this is bad, don't tell me you're going to kill children, okay? Because my dad did it, and I have a certain soft spot for murdering younglings, and I will not stand for it. So, I don't know what the hell Jason is thinking here, or what Kaidus is thinking here, but Luke crushes the chair that he was pinned to, and I, I quote, depositing Kaidus onto the floor with his feet sticking out in front of him like a child. <laughs> that was a fucking visually, visually beautiful to just, oh my God, what a what a power struggle this whole scene is. Luke walks in. Jason moves over to his power, which is the desk where he thinks he has all these things. And then Luke, with true power, puts him in the chair that he also uses for his power. That's where he looks out of the battle and meditates on things. Yeah. In this chair. So he puts him in his seat of power and crushes him in it and then crushes the chair and leaves him sitting on the floor like a fucking child. Yeah. It's so good. Dick flex. That's, that's nasty. Good man. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. It's what you wanted from Luke Skywalker for 2000 pages already, but here he goes. What did he do? Take a little fly up a turbo lift shaft that's it. Didn't move his hands. Didn't blink his eyes. Crushed this little bastard. Yep. In a heartbeat. And it's, it's so easy. It's so easy, man. Luke can totally dominate him in the force. But Kaidus has political power. Yeah. He might not be able to do anything right now with the force. So he flexes the politics and he tells Luke, how can the Senate give control of the Academy back to an order of deserters? I.e., okay, I'm not going to kill the kids, 
But how how is the how are the politicians going to support giving you the academy back once you desert the the alliance? So you know, threat. Yeah. Not a threat of violence against the children. So I mean, I guess that's one way to sidestep that. But yeah, just like that though, it seems the Jedi are back in the fight. Very reluctantly, as Luke leaves, without even saying, "May the Force be with you." So rude. Jason says it. And he pointedly notices that Luke does not say it back. He says it, and I, Luke goes, he laughs. Yeah. And he says, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. If you say so. Something like that. He says something like that. Yeah, something, something like that. Something derisive and snide and dismissive. But Luke. To the child sitting on the floor. Luke is so great in this scene. And it's everything I wanted him to be all series long. I get that the story isn't about the old people. Yeah, it's about the, the story new. is about the new generation. It's Ben and Jason's story. So far. Yeah. And the problem with that is that all this time the grown-ups could solve these problems. Two of them are Jason's parents. And one of them is the strongest man in the galaxy. Undoubtedly. Now yeah. undoubtedly. Yeah. Yeah, he held him with his mind, and there was nothing he could do no, about it. Because he tried, Kaidus tried. He tried. Yeah, and it felt like he was had a broken inertial compensator when he blasting in a hyperdrive. Like, yeah. And then Luke crushes his chair and walks away. Says nothing. Doesn't say good luck. May the force be with you. Just leaves. Scoffs and walks off. <laughs> Could have just force hogtied this little son of a bitch and brought him to the temple anytime along the way. All this time. Could have just been like, all right, Jason, that's enough. No hands, no fingers, no no blinky, no winky, nothing. Yeah. Just walk over. That's enough. Boom. Cripple him. <laughs> yeah. Wrap him up in a bubble that he can't move or whatever the hell. Take him to the temple. Stick him in a cell and deprogram him. Or at the very least, back when you were suspicious that he's working with Lumaya, remove that option. Yeah. He's a Jedi Knight. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. This isn't political jurisdiction. This isn't police. This is not state lines. No. Bring him in. Be like, hey, you come here now. He's a Jedi. And you tell the people whatever you need to tell them to do whatever you need to do. And you can, because you're Luke Skywalker, and you're the strongest Jesus of them all. <laughs> Just the strongest bastard ever. So, Luke leaves, and another poorly named character, SDXX, uh, yes. pops out to say, gee, I thought you'd kill him too. <laughs> Turns out, Kytus has been talking in his sleep, letting secrets slip. Not only about... Maybe he killed Mara. The droid says, you never admit anything in your sleep. It's just all conjecture. But, you know, you say names sometimes. Like, I definitely thought you killed Mara. And then, you know, Jason confirms it by asking, how did you know that? Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> That's the joke. I, I didn't until, I didn't until you said it. Right, right, right. And then uh, he, uh, he's like, well, you say a lot of names. Like, Jaina and Danny and... Annie and Aaliyah or something something close to Alana, but not quite Alana. 
he's so guilt ridden. Yeah. That he's spilling he's con- spilling confession in his sleep. That's what he's doing. He's giving confession to his dreams because he feels so bad about what he's doing in his waking life. Yeah. The only one there to hear it, ironically, is a merciless murder droid designed specifically to protect him. Yeah. So the real protection would be if you had a conscience <laughs> would be yeah. report the crimes, re- rehabilitate the criminal. But ironically, he's confessing confessing his sins only to a, a murder bot. Yeah, to something with no conscience or moral compass in any way, just takes orders. No, that's it. He uh, he's rattled. But enough of that confrontation, and on to the next. Luke's gone. I gotta focus on the battle at hand. He turns to move to his chair, and it doesn't budge. Still. Luke is gone. The chair still does not move. Is Luke still holding it? They already launched their stealth axes. They launched their stealth axes. Kydus can't move the chair. So Kydus gives the Jedi the order to move forward when he gets the order from Buatu that everything else is in place. He orders the Jedi, go kill all our enemies and win this war. Move forward. And they do. Yep. Right? Pass the battle. Oh, whoopsie doodle. Yeah. <clears throat> whoopsie, whoopsie. Where are those stealth axes, Colonel? If the Bothan Corps doesn't start collapsing soon, this is going to turn into the longest, bloodiest battle since the Yuzhan Vong took Coruscant. Kaidus was too shocked, too angry to answer immediately. The Jedi had deserted him. Worse, they had betrayed him. Deliberately misled him without regard for what it would do to the Alliance. Kaidus went cold inside. The Jedi have betrayed us. Luke Skywalker, what have you done? Yeah. This was not the way to solve the problem. The way to solve the problem was to win the war. That's one problem done. And then solve one problem at a time. Turn around and go to the next one. You did just betray the Alliance. Yeah. You were just saying, we're here fighting for the Alliance, not for Jason. But then you get all mad about your son. And Jason's potential involvement with setting him like a fucking heat-seeking missile after Kalamas. And now you betray the Alliance. Yeah. Deliberately misleading Jason. Yeah. And uh, sabotaging the entire battle and throwing the course of the war back into uncertainty. Mm-hmm. He finally does something and he does it all wrong. All wrong. All the part upstairs, great. Yeah, that was great. Once he <laughs> once got he, in his fighter. Once he gets in that stealth axe, he fucking blows it, dude. Yeah, he lets he lets the anger control him at that point i think i don't i think you're right and maybe that was why he was so powerful yeah because it was luke skywalker he was drawing from the dark side like trickles even or something Who yeah knows? but you had everything set up perfectly man when the war he says something too to jason which i think really rings true to an explanation of why they betrayed the alliance here 
And he says to Jason, you don't even understand the war that you're fighting. And Jason, I think either, either just before that or just after that, rattles off how the war is going to go. We're going to we're going to crush the confederation and then we're going to force all the planets to come back. They'll have they'll have no other recourse. They'll just have to come back and join us tail between their legs. Like he's going to dominate everybody. Yeah. That's the war that he's fighting. Meanwhile, the war is about don't tell me what to do. So he thinks he's going to win the war by fucking telling everybody what to do after he beats them down. Well, that's not how it works, right? No, it's and not. And so Luke is right there. We're like, maybe he's not betraying the Alliance as much as he is now disillusioned with the cause of the war. Where yeah. the whole thing started because Corellia was making more guns than they told the government and wasn't sharing them. Well, you're going to smash all their guns to bits and their friends, force them to come back into the team because how else will they support themselves and then assume they're going to be a happy part of the team. I can do anything I want because I can explain it and I'll be forgiven for it. Yeah. I can take the, a younglings hostage and Tamil Kyle won't care. I can smash these worlds and these peoples and subjugate them into loyalty because I'm Jason solo. And it's, you know, like it's that fucking hubris, like and, major, major hubris. And he's the darker he goes, the more erratic he is in his thoughts on like, Oh, I can do this and, and ten will call it, forgive me. But mm-hmm. the next sentence, Oh, no one will forgive me for it. He just seems to, like the darker he goes, the more up and down. Well, he I has. think the tunnel cost stuff is all just him being dishonest with himself. Yeah. Where all the other stuff is him having a realistic perspective of like, yeah, okay, I'm doing bad things, but I am winning the war. That can't be argued with. No, nope. I am doing bad things. And yes, everybody's going to hate me, but eventually we'll have peace. And that's cool. But then when it comes to Tunnel Khan and his daughter, he's like, no, no, everything's fine. There's no way there won't be love there. There's no, they will be the exception to the rule. Yeah. Buddy. I mean, yeah. the, you know, it's okay to lie to yourself. Yeah. You know, when you're a Sith Lord and <laughs> you're pretending that you're doing everything for the right reasons. And... I suppose you can lie to yourself for a time, but. But Luke, what have you done? Yeah, that was a poor choice. That was a bad choice. What somebody think of the younglings? <laughs> Chapter 12. Han and Leia are given a lunchtime jailbreak by their guard, Lumpa Waru. We're just going to... Just call him Waru. We're just going to... No. That's worse. I was just going to write Lumpy, but I wrote down Lumpa Waru specifically to say the whole name because they're bad. And let it be known. Don't give your kids a bad name and just make up for it with a good nickname. That's not okay. Good name first. Not lump over Anyways, they've been in jail for a week. Oh. Time. Yeah, there you go. Time. A, time, a reference to an amount of time. It's been a week since chapter eight. Amazing. <laughs> this is the fastest we fucking move through time, I think, in these yeah. books. So they've been in jail for a week. And out on this little lunchtime jailbreak, which was totally set up by Lumpa-Ruru, they intend to stop the Rock Council of Wookiees from siding with the GA. Leia mentions at, at one point here, too, that the battle at Kuat, which is 
the battle that Jason was just fighting, mm-hmm. is going to last a lot longer than a month. It was supposed to be over then. Yeah. When those stealth axes went past the battle, it was That was it. That should be over when should they, have been by the time end. they came back. They never stopped. They went gone. And now the battle is gonna last a lot longer than a month. Which is another nice time reference. Yeah. Another nice, you know, put a pin in the calendar to understand where the hell we are. Galactically or whatever, but that's bad news. Yeah. That was supposed to be fast. That was supposed to be a quick smashing. That's what Jason foresaw in the Force. But apparently, even Force Visions can't account for Luke Skywalker betraying the Alliance. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The entire Jedi Order. Because yeah, because all the Masters were All there. the Masters were with him. And they said, I keep saying 70, they said a roughly 70 stealth axes. So that's all Jedi. Give yeah, or, give or take, give or take one, or, one two. or two exactly. select. The entire Jedi Order just walked out on the Alliance in a moment of crippling ruination where they were the hinge. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were the door slamming shut and they fucking kicked it right open and ran away. <laughs> yeah. That, I just, uh... I, I can't fucking believe that. Anyways. Anyways, they're here. They're out of jail. They're on Kashyyyk, and they're going to convince the Wookiees not to join the GA. Not to do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of soft Gs there. So, they go up to the council where everybody's having a talk. I'm going to just paraphrase this whole thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leia takes the good. talking bone from old Todgel Newt. Let me just stop and say, I hate that whole sentence. <laughs> yeah. The talking bone. It's a skull, if that helps. It's a jawbone, I think. It's just a jawbone. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Either way, she gets it by cheating and then feigning ignorance about cheating. Of course, as you do when you live with Han Solo all your life. Yeah. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. So, she gets the talking bone. Creative name. Wookiees. And she's allowed to give her speech, even though she cheated. Sure. She says principles are good and Jason has them, but he's using them to do bad things. She says, remember when uh, he shot at us? Everybody knows he shot at the Falcon. Well, what you might not know is that we were saving his sister, his cousin and GA troops when he fired on us. And the Wookiees go, oh, yeah, oh, that's no good. It's uproarious or it's, it's either denial or it's support, right? They're all flipping out. It's all yelling and Wookiee sounds. It kind of sets everybody off into a big uh, <clears throat> furor in the crowd, at which point Tarfang enters. Mm-hmm. Good name. Yeah. And attacks Leia with some feral teddy bear brutality. She roundhouse kicks him across the crowd. He spits blood and broken teeth in her eyes. Classic Star Wars, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> this is so like... This scene is fucking hardcore, man. It really is. <laughs> it's nasty. And I'm just, I'm picturing this little tiny teddy bear going bananas. Mm-hmm. And it, like, in the movie, they're cute and they're cuddly looking. And then he's just feral and spitting blood and teeth everywhere. I really think this, like, this fight scene is almost played for comedy, too. Yeah. Like, the way that they describe, 
She spins and kicked him right in the perfect spot. He launches through the air and out of sight into the crowd. Like, she kicked him over the fucking moon. (laughs) And he comes back and spits blood and broken teeth in her face. Anyways, well, during the fracas, the super special talking bone falls to the ground between them as the crowd goes silent. And Leia looks around for the cause of the silence that is cast over the crowd. It's Luke Skywalker leading the council masters bone in hand. He gives his own speech. I'm sure the rock council has heard the assassination of Calo Moss. He said, and of my son, Ben's involvement. What you probably don't know is that Jason solo arranged it. Therefore, The Jedi Council has voted to begin active opposition to his continued leadership of the Galactic Alliance. And we have come to Kashyyyk to ask the Wookiees to join us. It's official. Yeah. The Jedi Order is against Jason Solo. Done. I uh, feel lightheaded reading that, even though I read it earlier. I, like, have goosebumps right now. Yeah, you're, like, shaking your arms out. Man, that's been a long time coming. He's been doing bad, bad things in the background since the beginning of the book. Yeah. That's not true. Beginning of the series. Series. And not even since the beginning. Since the end of the first book. Yeah. When he goes to the asteroid. When he killed Melanie. And he is allows himself to be convinced to kill Nelani or Nalani. It's not like, Oh, I was under the influence of the dark side and I did a bad thing or I was confused or I was, I thought I was doing the right thing. Nope. She tells him you have a Sith destiny and you need to kill this Jedi. And he does it on purpose. And he says, okay, he accepts his destiny at the end of the first book and has been doing bad things ever since then. Halfway through book six, Luke Skywalker officially says, no, (laughs) that's enough. Yeah. And they do it in such a like, like, uh, strong way. Yeah. Like it's official. Yeah. So it's so grandiose, powerful, very. Yeah. And and to do it while begging help from the Wookiees who are that symbol of strength and power from the very beginning of star Wars, Chewbacca is a power myth. Yeah. He's a like a Hercules myth. Rip the arms off a Gundark. He'll fucking kill you if you beat him at chess. Like, what the yeah. fuck ever. So to, to be begging the help of, the, you know, the most physically strong beings in the galaxy while you're making that statement, it just emboldens it even more. Like, gives it even more gravitas, more weight to it. Like, it's... Yeah. Oh, my God. It is a very... Really big last like chapter and a half. Yeah. Very powerful. Yes. This has been a pivotal turning point in the series. Yeah. Luke is done idly sitting by allowing Jason to try to do the right thing. Yep. It's been too many bad things that have hit too close to home now to look away. He, His wife is dead. And Jason sent his son to kill a man. You know, an innocent man in custody. Like, you're turning his son into a killer, much as Ben said. Yeah. To Jason in the last episode, right? Like, 
And it turns out Alema was right at the very beginning of this book. Jason slash Kaidas has started making mistakes, mistake upon mistake. And now to the point that Luke is actively publicly against him. Yeah. You don't dig a hole much bigger than that, man. No, no. But I suppose you do trying to become the Sith leader of the free galaxy. Which, you see, and because of all this, Lumaya is gone, and we, we talked about it a bunch in the last few books, how much of the world, the galaxy, was she influencing for him to not be making the these mistakes? All she was pulling behind the scenes where it was just moving pieces into the right place that he couldn't miss the target. Yeah. Now the puppet master is gone and... He's fumbling. Yeah. He's just... fumbling in these early days or weeks of not having a, a Sith mentor. Yep. And that has led to the biggest change in the series from the Jedi Order. Yeah. The Jedi Order is against Jason. That includes Luke, his uncle, Ben, his cousin, Leia, his mom, Jaina, his sister, Tenel Ka. His wife. Yeah. Everybody may be beholden to turn against Jason. Will they join Luke? Will the Wookiees join Luke? Will Leia and Han join Luke? Maybe Tarfang. How will this turn out for Kashyyyk? See the front cover. Find out next week when we talk about chapters 13 through 16. Of Legacy of the Force, Book Six, Inferno. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Game on, flame on! Oh, game on is right. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.